If you're in the state where you feel like you're, you want some, you want to be ahead of the seasonal changes, you want to like have a plan in place. Mm -hmm. As soon as your heater turns on in the middle of the day, which is like going to be like October, November, depending on where you live, that is going to be your signal to change your skincare. If you can change it when your heater turns on in the day, then you're going to be ahead of it a little bit. You don't, and I would do one product at a time. Don't do them all. Just do one product at a time. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. Today, we're going to start off with another review from iTunes. Um, If you guys are loving the podcast and you haven't left us a review in iTunes, we would so appreciate it. It helps us get the word out and it helps us reach more people and help more people with their skin and their non-toxic living and lifestyle stuff and all of the personal development things, which we have so much more coming in that regard soon. Um... But and we love it. And we love it. We love we it do. so much. We love it. But we really, really appreciate it. And so we're going to start each episode now with a review. So this week is from Amethyst T. So dang good. I've learned a huge amount of valuable information from just listening to this podcast. All the information is relayed in a way that is relatable no matter what point you are at in your journey. I definitely recommend this when asked what podcast I listen to. It never disappoints. Aw, it's so love it sweet. when there's all capital sentences. I know, <laughs> just serious like, business. Yes, <laughs> I love. Well, you you know, Enneagram eightness. I love intensity, so all caps is great. So, and I and I appreciate it from yes. afar. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Amethyst T, for your review. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate this community. Um, yes. And let's dive in, girl. What's up with you? Mm, I feel I'm feeling the need to in this season to like recap how my summer was because I feel like there's different seasons in the year where I I look I inadvertently end up kind of looking backwards and being like okay what did we learn because <laughs> that was intense <laughs> I feel like my look back is like what just happened <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of yeah Honestly, like I always come into summer with so much like, yeah, like we're going to go play outside and the weather's going to be great and we're all going to be happy. And I get to the end of the summer and I'm like, that was not what I was expecting. Like <laughs> that's pretty much what happens every summer. And there's always, always wonderful, unexpected things that I'm thankful for. But I really want to learn something from this summer because it was so hard this summer I've never, like, honestly, I I have a workflow set up for myself where I've got stuff I need to accomplish. I've got, I've got work that I've taken on, like, honestly, and I had some really incredible opportunities come my way that I was not going to say no to. It just so happened that I needed to start it in the summer. (laughs) Like, and honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to let that happen again because, the amount of friction that was happening between me and my children was like, I was losing my mind for the last couple of weeks. School started today. So this is, this is another reason why I'm in this Yay. reflective period because I came home and nobody was in my house. Nobody was in my house. When you have six people living in the same home, that's a rare thing. <laughs> so I just, I'm feeling very reflective and like, okay, so I know it's going to be a while before this happens again, but how am I going to handle, like, how does, how does one handle working from home when you have children and you don't have childcare? 
like you just don't like what I don't know what I was thinking or how I'm going to be able to I'm just going to try and like contemplate for a few months and figure out how I'm going to make sure that I make intentional time for both in a way that makes sense for the work I need to accomplish and for my sanity and my children's sanity like yeah (laughs) I think that's good it kind of reminds me of when uh, my son was first born and I just thought I could continue to do everything like all by myself which is hilarious and that's like a whole nother stage of life right where you're like Mm -hmm. breastfeeding and it's a full-time job Oh my! And not that parenting older kids is not, but you just get into this place where like, this is probably the first summer that you had so many gigs going on. Yeah. And so, and I see this happen with myself too, with, um, ski team, uh, and ski Mm. season for my husband, he's a ski coach. And so this is something that kind of comes up cyclically seasonally every single year and for years and years and years I let it go by and just pretended like it wasn't happening to me (laughs) and (laughs) and didn't adjust my workflow and what I could take on and the truth is like half my parenting help goes away so I'm like picking up a quarter of the slack that you know my husband would normally take care of during that season and you're like a single parent Uh uh-huh and so in the past I've been like oh (laughs) always growing my business always doing 300 percent so like it and and it's just not possible during that season and that's kind of I'm guessing how you're feeling with summer and well it kind of it kind of takes it happening a couple of times though to really realize and then flip to from being reactionary to being intentional about it and making yeah, decisions 100%. about you know okay I'm not going to take something on during the summer or not something new you know not something new yeah and yeah and I think a little is I mean I've always been the kind of person that takes on too much but I've gotten much 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 better about it but there's still some residual like I probably should have said well, yeah, I can take this on if we start in September. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't necessarily regret the work that I've taken on because I do get to dictate so much of my time. A lot yep. of the problem was me. It mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the work with other gigs and other projects that I was doing. It was my expectations. They weren't really well set. Yep. And... um to be honest, I have to be really honest with myself. My husband was finishing college this summer and he finished his bachelor's degree about two weeks ago. And that last month was a sprint. Like there was the last class that he had was basically like a capstone project and it was a beast. It was, there was just a lot of things that he had to accomplish and get done in about a month's time. And so I, honestly, I felt like I was single parenting too. If it wasn't for that Cassie Joy book, the Cook Once Eat All We book, I, I, <laughs> I would have lost my mind. I am so grateful for that lack of decision fatigue that I had with food because in the past that like, oh my gosh. So I'm super grateful for resources that I have found, but there was also this, I didn't, I didn't anticipate it being like that the last mm-hmm. month you know, the whole month of August, like, it's just like, geez. So, I mean, there was a few things that kind of threw a wrench in the works and like, you know, dealing with some emotional family stuff and trying to, um, be real with dealing with really big feelings at the same time was something I didn't anticipate. I didn't expect (laughs) like, and so I have to be real. Like there was a lot of things that I couldn't have seen and I couldn't have really planned for so part of me is like you know I swung with the punches you know I figured it out um but man I'm kind of (laughs) tired it's okay to admit that you're tired this is something I'm learning (laughs) yes (laughs) but in good news I have a patio set now you do? So I do. Ooh. I don't know how I got so lucky. Um, I've been talking about it so much and my friends have heard me talk about it so much. And I had a friend who redid their deck and their patio <laughs> set looked dwarfed compared to the size of their new deck. And it fit perfectly on mine. 
And so I got, I got, you know, gifted and hand me the, hand me down a patio set and I'm not mad about it at all. I'm like, someday I'll buy my dream set and I'm fine with waiting for that day. But for now, I have a spot to sit on my deck where all my amazing plants are. And as the weather cools off, it'll be perfect. I'll be able to sit out there after my kids go to school. And so I'm kind of already like dreaming up ways to like replenish myself and it's going to be on my porch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's pretty much where I'm at. I'm, I'm, that's, that's the season I'm in. I'm looking forward to this month of September. It's my birthday month. It's just, it's going to be a good month. It's going to be good. Restorative. Aww. But tell I me about it. you. You, you've had like transitional time too. Teacher hubby. Goodness. Yeah. So my husband's a teacher. He had his first day back today. So today's the first day of school. It's the day after Labor Day when we're recording this. And I, uh, I'm just very excited to get back into a routine, but my little mm-hmm. baby boy is going to preschool. <laughs> How many days a week? Two, just two. Oh, and it's just perfect. for a couple hours and it's not, you know, this is, I'm not a stay at home mom. So this transition time-wise for me is just like, oh, I'm just dropping him off in a different place at that time. And then someone else is picking him up and continuing on with childcare for the day. But it's still, I... I just my little baby <laughs> oh my gosh you're gonna and have so much to talk about when he gets home I didn't expect to for like to be so I don't know moved by it I guess yeah oh <laughs> I gosh, sound so I stiff I'm just like I'm just uh, people oh my goodness anyways every school year it's like that I know <laughs> and I so I'm kind of internally very excited though because I love back to school. I love the cycle of it. I love an excuse to change routine. And, you know, people always say for a lot of parents or a lot of moms that September is like January. Oh, hundred (laughs) percent. It's like, okay, clean slate. Here we go. We're starting all the new things. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of moms are able to focus on self care and all those kinds of things. But anyways, the reason why I'm excited for school and I can't wait until my little guy is in like regular school and not just preschool is I love notebooks and pens and planners and backpacks. (laughs) And it's so funny. I was talking to my husband last night. And he was like, I don't think our little guy needs a backpack. And I, you know, this is for preschool. Yes, he does. And I was like, no, no, it's like rite of passage. He needs, he needs a cute little backpack. Well, especially when it's like bigger than their body. Right. (laughs) He goes, this is just for pictures, isn't it? And I was like, and and function. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like listing off, I'm listing off all the things that he's going to have in his backpack. And this is how I mom, by the way. I ordered it last night because it popped back into my mind and I tried to get him one at Target when we were shopping and he was just like no mom I don't want those I want a dinosaur backpack so I was like okay and we have a great little lunch box that we got at like a sustainable toy shop in Portland and so Mm -hmm. he was like I want one like this and so I found the brand and we bought you know, from an online shop, but no it lit- it literally said it, it said like five to seven days for shipping from when I ordered it last night. So like, we'll be lucky if he has it when he starts school a week from today. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh. well, the first day, couple of days of school, you might have to just carry a grocery bag with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can just pick a picture perfect morning and then there you go. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just take the, the back to school picture on a different day. Oh my um, gosh, are you a, are you a like picture taken mom? Like, I I honestly the best thing I ever did for like tradition or if you like traditions was doing a I made it really simple. I didn't go fancy. I didn't type anything out. I got a freaking dry erase board, and I wrote out different things like first day of first grade, first day of kindergarten, da da da. Their age, their teacher, their favorite food, their favorite color, just really basic stuff. And mm. it's been so fun to watch their opinions change or stay the same, which I think is super cute. Lucy has said she's wanted to be a doctor the last two years. Oh, I like it. I was like, okay. And Paxson's gone from <clears throat> adventurer mm-hmm. to <laughs> like some, I can't remember which sport. I think it was a baseball player to now he wants to be an electrical engineer. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, the maturity that's happening in this time. And it's just, and it's so fun to put the pictures together. Like, oh, 
I'm such a nostalgic person like that. I want to see you look back at all of these and try to figure out their Enneagram type. Oh, I already know. <laughs> I know Paxton's. What's Paxton's? Paxton's got to be a nine. Really? Oh, okay. my gosh. She's got to be a nine. Lucy, okay. I'm still trying to figure her out. Like, she... She's probably too young to know. Yeah, like, I think so. I think she's starting to come into it. No, Paxton's definitely a nine. Like, he... Um, very much, but I mean, I could be typing him wrong, but let's put it this way. When he goes to bed at night, he makes a nest in his bed of blankets. (laughs) (laughs) My, my kid does the same thing. And one of mm -hmm. one of his favorite activities is just building a nest out of blankets and pillows on the couch or on our Uh bed or wherever. (laughs) When I come home from date night, we know that, um, Paxson's in his bed because he's not in the nest he made on the floor in the living room watching a movie <laughs> like he's left his nest there and it's in this perfect little round circle and you can see that he just kind of like stood up and went upstairs and he never cleans it up because he's like you know, I'm gonna come back to it in the morning I'm like <laughs> so this is so funny so it, for those of you who aren't aware the Enneagram is like a personality assessment situation um, highly recommend looking into it we have a couple episodes on it but so my husband is an Enneagram nine and the cozy mm-hmm. thing, I don't think he fits that category. Mm, like he just maybe comfort. Does he have like a certain set of clothes that he prefers to wear? I mean, he definitely prefers comfortable clothes. Yeah. So no, that's Paxton something. gets home from school and he immediately changes into PJ pants. I'm like, Josh doesn't. Josh will baseball. stay in. He will stay in his pants and his button up shirt and a tie for a very long time. well maybe it's just comfortable for him i think it's with the nines i think it depends on what is comfortable to them like Like familiarity familiar yeah maybe familiar is a better way to put it but Mm. but he's also comfort is right yeah and paxton's a huge um he will do whatever it takes to make everyone around him happy and peaceful Mm. and like it whenever there's tension because like I like I love my children and Lucy is the hardest child for me out of my two she is huge emotions and she doesn't know how to process them and when you're six like how do you how do you teach a six-year-old to process it's like trying to teach somebody what mustard tastes like it's like oh uh, it's just it takes time and it's complicated trying to help them work through their emotions and he when she's on one he is like bye <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm going upstairs and when she's upset with him he's like even more like bye like and i'm like dude okay first of all you can't ignore your way out of a conflict okay like <laughs> but you so can according to him he can he was like i'll calm down later it's fine i'm like ah paxton so anyway i'm pretty sure he's a nine i could be wrong but i it's it's really fun and well, and the other thing is, is, is he always wants to make me comfortable and happy. Mm-hmm. Like he, he gets concerned when Lucy and I are in conflict and, um, I've had to do a lot of work with him to make him understand or help him understand that it's okay when people are upset with each other, that we have to work through it. And that's part of being in a family uh-huh. because it used to really upset him. He has his second grade teacher um did not have a handle on their classroom and she yelled oh and he came home from school three out of five days a week for like four months and would get in the car close the door and burst into tears oh my gosh it was it was really i think it was really traumatic for him to be honest well he's like i'm in a war zone all the time yes and there was nines really avoid conflict so (laughs) so yeah there was many a conversation where i was like i don't think this is healthy for him like i get the adjustment period and stuff but it just never got better yeah she doesn't teach there anymore anyway so i feel like going back and looking at their enneagram types or like trying to figure that out maybe just with lucy by mm-hmm. looking at that board would be really interesting um, yeah well, I especially think because I, her favorite colors have stayed the same her favorite oh. food has mostly stayed the same um I guess most of it stayed the same except for her age and her teacher. (laughs) I probably am not the kind of next level mom that asks all of those questions, but I do have a really cute letter board. So I'll probably use that for like first day and last day. Oh, you should. Those are, those are my absolute favorites. And And it was, 
I do that. <laughs> I do that kind of stuff for him. Like I want him to have, I want celebration and like commemoration yeah. and memories associated with that for him. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's, I know. And it keeps, I think something about tradition cre- creates stability that is, can be counted upon. And like my kiddos, like as we're getting their lunches ready, we're like, we got to get the dry erase board. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So yes. it's a it's a beautiful time of year. I am I'm feeling very peaceful and ready. Well, and I think our if if I have my stuff together, I think our tradition is going to be to like go and have like a coffee date before mm. preschool drop off for the first day. Or just that school school drop off or a breakfast date in the future or something like that as he gets older. So that's lovely. I woke up extra early and made like a full breakfast for my kiddos which I will fully admit does not happen very often during the school year, especially when it gets dark outside. So I love traditions like that. Well, I'm going to have someone else make it by going to a restaurant. <laughs> that's <laughs> or a, a coffee great shop. idea. That's that what a I, great idea. That's what I need to do. So yeah. <laughs> I don't need to take on anything else. <laughs> We're digging into part two of combination skin today and this one we had to bust up into two episodes because it's got some meat to it and the second part of this episode we're digging into not only product recommendations and ingredients to to focus on um, but what to avoid and then Mm -hmm. also tons of Q&A around combination skin and I feel like the list of questions and answers could be infinite because everyone with combination (laughs) skin has different skin than Mm -hmm. the than the next person um yeah but we jump we talk about like seasonal product swaps um troubleshooting combination skin um and there's just more uh, to talk about combo lots more to talk about so thanks for showing up for an additional week you guys we know um, these two partners can be kind of long but that's why we break them up for you and uh, we hope you enjoy this episode on combination skin part two we've gone through kind of all of these causes of combination skin so what are some ingredients that everybody and myself i'm like peeking my ears up right now should be should be looking for in our products my pinging yeah <laughs> ping ping and cassie okay so this uh this one was really hard for me because again it depends there's just a little like well it depends it's hard to keep this short and sweet however there are a few things that i do want to bring up is that clay-based masks can be really fantastic for combo skin on a treatment basis these get um, used and abused a little bit much because it's really easy to be like become it's a human thing to become habitual it's like i'm gonna do this mask every sunday or i'm gonna do this mask every tuesday friday it's also kind of fun very and and it is it's fun and it gives you a purposeful reason to pause Mm -hmm. which we don't let ourselves do so it becomes part of that self-care get it 100 percent uh but if you overuse it with combo skin it can work against you it can because clay is um, a lot of clay, not all clay, but lots and lots of clay. The mass majority of clay on the market is going to be uh, it's going to draw oil to it and then allow you to wash it off your face, which is why most people are like, my face feels so amazing after I wear a mask is that it's it's basically taking off skin cells. It's that that are loosened. It's removing some of the oil production that was there or anything that was stuck in the pores. It can be really helpful for that. So I want to say Yes, I love clay masks for combo skin. But just make sure you're not overusing it because it's not going to help you, especially in the wintertime. It might make things much worse in the winter. So it might be more that clay-based masks are best just when you're in those warmer months mm, mm-hmm. of the year and you're not in as much dehydration factor. Okay. Um, the next one I want you guys to, this one actually is really important, is antioxidants for daytime. Um, wearing antioxidant uh, moisturizers or serums or things that are going to be um, adding that protection layer is going to be really important because some of the signaling issue is really sometimes the issue for the skin is that it it comes across stressors like uv rays pollution free radicals um, makeup can even be a stressor um, in proper skincare all those things can be stressors for the skin but the antioxidants take some of the stress off of the skin because it's, it's satisfying that need with the free radicals that are out there so 
and some of the things like UV rays and pollution that really can be a big problem. So it's very protective for people with combo skin. So highly recommend, especially daytime. You could also use for nighttime, but daytime for sure. Uh, the next thing is something that we don't talk about enough is water-based moisturizers because a lot of the issue that's happening with combo skin is the, the cells are dehydrated. And when you add the dehydration with the oil production, it just like that paper mache mentality that I was talking about. So if you have a water-based moisturizer and it's getting where it needs to go, then that's, that's when things really start happening for a good reason. Okay. Okay. So we'll, with, now that we've got some of the ingredient to look for let's jump into some yes. product recommendations because i know people are going to be like chomping at the bit for this one yes. this is the this is the fun part for me i actually really love doing product recommendations because i kind of geek out over uh, all the formulations and things so we're going to go in the cleanse prep treat protect step so you can follow along that way in the cleanse step we have the first one i have is the my shell fruit enzyme cleanser i think this is a great cleanser because i'm always looking for fruit enzymes to help combo skin because it's going to be a a very like baby resurfacing <laughs> it's basically loosening what we need to happen is we need um to be able to cut through some of the oil and loosen the skin cells that are there so that way we can properly like get the skin ready for the rest of the routine because if those skin cells are still there and there's oil there the product's not getting through okay it's just not going to get where it needs okay. to go and it's not going to absorb in so i love fruit enzymes they're the gentlest on the chemical exfoliation scale uh, so it's really appropriate for somebody whether they're in summer or winter they might find this to be a great cleanser for the winter however so okay um, the next one i have on this is actually the beauty counter charcoal cleansing bar this one's another caveat this one's a great treatment cleanser Really, for, the good thing is, is most combo skin, almost any foaming cleanser that's not specific to acne is going to be beneficial. But I wanted to talk about these two because of the ingredients that are in them. Like charcoal can be really fantastic for removing everything because <laughs> it basically just kind of sucks it into that molecular structure and then lets you wash it off your face. So if it gets overused, especially in the winter, it's not great. It might be a better summertime cleanser. So that's my favorite and, for the and when step. you say treatment cleanser because this is a very new concept yes. for me treatment cleanser yeah i feel like every single episode i comment in some way on the fact that like the cleansing the change in the cleansing step is like it's so important and it's the piece that people are yeah. like oh yeah i wash my face but the thing that matters is what i moisturize it with it's like no there's an active component in this yeah there's the cleanse so, and moisturize step can really so during during change. the summer combination skin how often are we using the charcoal cleansing bar to wash this one's oh okay, so this is actually kind of where it gets a little more individualized and person to person in you guys have to trust yourselves that you know your skin well enough. But in, I find that most people intuitively know how often they have to use it because some people like if let's say, for instance, I had a skin consultation where this person was tra uh, training for a triathlon and she wears sunscreen and she sweats a ton and she's just doing it for long periods of time. And she was definitely struggling with some combo skin issues. And it turned into she probably needs to cleanse every day with a combo. I mean, with a charcoal bar because, you know, you got the sunscreen. It's a very occlusive, large molecule. And then you've got the sweat. And then you've got the oil production from how long run like that. And anyway, so it depends. Like, are you do you work out a ton? This might be a great cleanser for you in the evenings if you work out. Um, however, if you're somebody who's just like, well, I don't sweat a ton i don't have a lot going on maybe once a week okay. so it's gonna have to be how does my skin feel so some things to look for when you're when you're touching your face well and another thing if your makeup won't stay on your face you probably need it more than once a week okay if you're somebody who's like well my makeup stays on my face just fine but i get shiny you might need it way less so it turns into an intuitive thing. So I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I don't want someone to overuse it because that will just cause other. Well, problems. once again, these are the selfish questions I need answered. So here we <laughs> here we are. OK, oh, so prep steps. Tell us our prep step. Yeah, prep step. So this step is going to be exactly what it sounds like. This is actually further prepping the skin for what it needs. So I have several products in here that all have several different need 
meeting different needs. So we've got the Beauty Counter number three, Balancing Facial Mist. This is great for helping with oil production if you have a lot of it. It's great for setting makeup after you've had it on because it has a little, uh, a small amount of charcoal in it. So it's going to do a little bit of absorption. It is so small that you don't get sprayed with black on your face. <laughs> I've had some people worry about that. It's just, just a little bit, just enough to like help with oil production after you've sprayed it on. Uh, the next one is the Leilani Citrus and Citrine Regenerating Toning Mist. This one is great for pore clearance or cell clearance, any of those things. This one fights blackheads. It's got um, actives in it. It's got the fruit enzyme actives in it that I really love. Um, the other thing I find interesting in it is it has a little teeny crystal on the bottom of it that helps you mix it. Oh, I think that's so lovely. Like there's no like bead in there that won't break down in the environment it's a literal crystal and it, if you gently shake it it'll help the product mix up anyway side no note. i think that's cool i like that i think it's lovely uh the last one is the beauty counter counter time mineral boost hydrating essence this one is going to be combo skins probably secret weapon for the winter um this is and i by no means do i think you shouldn't use it in the summer but it will change combo skin in the winter because the mineral content that's in it will help the water-based products later in the regimen do like absorb better they'll get used more readily because there's minerals there to help the bodies use mm -hmm. it so honestly those all different different things this is where combo gets complicated well and <laughs> sorry guys. well and what changes a lot in like the interesting part right with combo is that What's going to change for you from like deep winter to deep summer is probably all of these steps like, yep, everything's going to change because yep. I look at, OK, I would probably change my cleanser. I would probably change my prep step. Um, mm -hmm. But it's yeah, it's really interesting. I did have a question. If you're setting makeup with the oil uh, or with um, the balancing facial mist um, or any mm -hmm. of these like or any either of the mists, if you're setting makeup, are you do you need to set cream products? Like how does that work with cream versus um, powder products when you're setting your makeup? Yeah, actually, the I'm glad you brought that up, too, because it really the difference between a powder and a mist is really the outcome. Like, what are you what are you trying to look like when you're done? A mist will not change how dewy or um, radiant the makeup is. So like if I'm doing makeup for somebody in photography and or video, I would probably use a combination of the two because you need to be able to mattify certain areas but you need other areas to stay luminous and so it just depends on what kind of result you're going for in the end it's not as much about oil production um it's more about like the, i've had people with combo skin who love that dewy look and they don't have to work that hard because it happens for them naturally and i'm like you go girl like that's awesome i love that you love that i mean there's others that are like it triggers me i can't stand it you know and then i, I usually guide them towards the powder i actually have some couple pro product recommendations for that at the end but if you're going to use the mist for setting makeup it's going to be more about giving you keeping that dewy look glow. that glow and you can do it if you're whereas, using like, powder won't let you keep that right so you're doing it with cream or powder either one yeah okay yeah you could do it with either okay. cool um so what about treatment let's get into this is like the juicy part yeah this is the juicy part so this is again depends situation so each product i'm going to talk about why so the first one is the beauty counter overnight resurfacing peel i cannot stress this one enough because it is such a phenomenal product for clearing dead skin cells while still soothing the skin which is actually really important for combo skin because it's really easy to overdo it because there's this constant balancing state and most people kind of throw up their hands and they're like well i was told to try this i'm going to try it and it overstripped them and you don't have to worry about that with the overnight resurfacing peel. And that's really unusual. Like, I think I've said this many times, but I'm going to say it again. It's unusual to find a really effective resurfacing product that doesn't sensitize the skin mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. badly. And so you can use this overnight resurfacing peel, get amazing results, and then still be trying to figure out your protect step, which is the next step. Whereas if... I had somebody in when back when I was in the med spa and they came to me and they needed over more resurfacing. I would send them home with like three different moisturizers and be like, you need to try out and figure out which one works for your skin with this resurfacing product. So you don't have to deal with that with this one. So please get the overnight resurfacing peel. It will change your life. No, really. It will, <laughs> it will change your life. Easier. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will make your life so much easier. You'll, you'll feel like you have a go-to whenever there's an issue. Mm -hmm. So overnight resurfacing peel 
Also, the Beauty Counter Counter Time Tripeptide Radiant Serum. I think this is an amazing serum for um, moisture retention in the skin. It can be a bit much for people in the summer, I have found. So, and this was a, I was kind of surprised. Like, I didn't know what to expect from the serums because serums can be uh, life-changing or they can gum up the works, you know? So it just depends on how your skin's handling it. And I, I think sometimes with uh, all of the other moisturizing factors, we don't need more moisture. Like Combo doesn't need more moisture in the summer. They just need more effective skin products. Like they, you know, whereas in the winter, the serum, the radiant serum, the tripeptide radiant serum might be exactly what mm-hmm. your skin needs. So this is going to be probably more of like a wintertime thing for on the nights that you don't peel, do the resurfacing peel. So the next one is the Leilani Honey Love Microdermabrasion Exfoliator. I don't think I've ever talked about this one, but I'm super impressed with this formulation for a variety of reasons. So this is going to be a once a week in the summertime, good option for a mechanical exfoliation. So if you're looking for a way to get just the dead skin cells off, uh, I really recommend this product because it has raw Hawaiian honey that is harvested from their property stop it right now like that's that's the coolest that's thing amazing ever. so <laughs> like that just what <laughs> um the other thing that's really uncommon about this product is they actually use fine powdered crystals instead of nut powder which is re- for the exfoliating factor which is really uncommon in clean beauty because most people go to like nature but i'm telling you right now like Nut powder does not belong on our faces ever. It will cause micro tears. And for combo skin, that's a really big problem Mm -hmm. because it's kind of if you create those micro tears and then you've also got oil production, it creates this perfect storm for bacteria. Yeah, This is literally what I think I've been doing to myself is creating micro tears. A towel can do it. (laughs) Like a really rough towel. And that's what I was like. I just was I was rubbing instead of patting dry. So like let's talk about that for a second. When you're exfoliating, yeah, let's talk about when you're that. washing so, your face. For instance, this is actually perfect in this because most of the time our exfoliation is going to happen in the treatment mm-hmm. step. You know what I mean? We're going to be in our treatment step when we're going to be doing exfoliation. If you are using a brush to cleanse your face with, if you are using a rough towel, like this is where microfiber cloths really come in. It's like if, it, if it's Norwex, fantastic. It's my favorite because it's embedded with silver. It's going to be the safest if you're worried about bacteria on your face um, and pat your face as much as you can, because as soon as you start like swiping at your face, you're just you could be not always, but you could be causing little micro tears in the face because our skin on our face is just super delicate compared to our body. So and if you've got that perfect storm for bacteria and you have dehydrated skin cells and you have oil production, it is going to be terrible to get it's rid a shit of. storm. And it like yeah. I'm just thinking about this right now, too. When you're doing that in your cleansing step, too, you're letting bacteria in from what is like sloughing off of your skin from the day too. like. It was yep. protected. Now you're micro tearing shit and allowing stuff to get into your skin. Stirring it up. I know, you guys. I know to pat my skin dry. I have not been doing it. Like it's just one of those things that <laughs> oh I'm gosh. like, I, I it's a miracle I'm washing my face right now. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is like me and nutrition though. I get it. It's so, the same, right? I know about the same thing. Ah. So yeah. So uh, pretty much everybody, right? If you're using, if you're cleansing, you should just be patting your skin dry. Yeah, and and guys, doesn't matter your skin type. We're yes. If you are sweating in the gym, if you are wiping the sweat away, you're doing the same thing, but worse, <laughs> because then you're dealing with um, heated skin, and so you're slightly like flush, and which means things are going to be more susceptible to deeper in the skin. And anyway, it just if you're working out and you get sweaty pat at your face please like I've gotten to the habit now and it, it is it's a habit thing where I pat at my face with the back of my arm and get the sweat off I highly recommend getting in that habit it feels weird at first but you get used to it and it will help keep bacteria off your face because your hands have been touching equipment at the gym or they've been touching a stroller if you've been pushing it like your hands touch everything and as soon as you wipe you're doing double damage there you're those little the little salt that happens you know you know everybody knows what i'm talking about when your sweat dries and it gets all crystally crusty that's there even when before it dries and so it causes that and it hurts man like just pat at your face <laughs> just pat at your face got it yeah. <clears throat> jenny jenny <laughs> says pat at your face people 
pat 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 so so this particular so back to this cleanser from leilani um so this is an okay mechanical exfoliation in your opinion oh yes the honey love yeah yes this is going to be a good one for combo skin i don't recommend this for dry skin very often uh it may be deep summer for other skin types but for this particular skin type this exfoliator could be okay in the summertime or like for instance this would be probably really great for you right now i was thinking that too to be honest okay well can we talk charcoal mask for a hot minute here yeah this would be the step to talk about masks too so yes yeah okay so this was part of our conversation the other day is that the charcoal mask might be better in this situation because for the situation Cassie's going through is that she needs a little bit of clearance without having to deal with the intensity of rubbing (laughs) so like washing your face you have to like rub or like worry about a towel but with a mask especially if it's just in a spot treatment area it can be really great for drawing the oil out clearing the skin cells prepping the skin for the rest of the routine so this is going to be I think charcoal mask is really going to be more about summertime for combo skin or temporarily in the winter if you're trying to if you're in the beginning of this journey and you're trying to balance your skin just for like maybe two or three weeks maybe once maybe twice okay and you can also use it as like a spot treatment or in just specific areas so like just your t-zone sort of a thing is that yeah just your t-zone i would recommend it probably just for the t-zone unless you're having a um, bacterial breakout Mm. from what we were talking about that perfect storm with the micro tears and the bacteria and the oil you have to get this clearance. Like if somebody came to me and they knew they were combo skin based off of their how they handle a whole year, how their skin is in a whole year situation, I'm like, okay, I know they're combo, but they're having like a massive breakout that they cannot get rid of. I would probably have them mask twice a week mm-hmm. for two weeks mm-hmm. to try it out, see how it goes. Because we have to get that bacteria off and we have to give the body a break from all the oil it's trying to produce to protect and move that bacteria. So that's actually just the in the areas where you're breaking out though. Yeah, Got just it. in the areas where you're Got breaking it. out. Um, especially like cheek is really big for combo. Mm-hmm. The the cheek area can be really big for combo skin. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool. Uh protect step. Tell us what to moisturize with, please. All right, I had to break this into summertime and wintertime because they are massive. Because that's different. how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. So in the summertime, I have the Beauty Counter Countertime Antioxidant Soft Cream. This has been my secret weapon for all of my skin's consultations is that it's I've been having people do this morning and night for now, just until the the seasons change, because it's got a a really great. It's not a night cream. It's the soft cream is actually like the day cream in this regimen, but it's it's thicker than most day creams that I see, but it's not so thick that I can call it a night cream by any means. But the antioxidant factor in it is a great protection measure. You heard me talk about this earlier in the ingredients like highlight. It will add a layer of protection to the skin that will actually over time can help with sebum protection sebum measures in the skin so the body will go okay i don't need all of this protection and it takes a little bit of time i'm going to tell everyone this it can take up to like six to eight weeks of consistent effort so but it can be super helpful for keeping breakouts at bay because we're also helping the skin with the water retention with the retinatural complex that's inside that antioxidant soft cream. Um, that that retinatural complex can that has the Bacucciol and the Swiss Alpine Rose in it can be so integral for somebody that is in combo that's like my skin feels tight when I cleanse it too much. But when I put moisturizer, like a cream-based moisturizer on it, it feels oily. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not going to make that worse it might feel a little bit at, at first, but we'll talk about that when I have some some thoughts about that too. Awesome. So the Leilani Skincare Aloha Ambrosia Morning Elixir. What a name. <laughs> I recommend this because you they're in the summertime, I it depends on the person and it depends on what the, their lifestyle is. And sometimes an oil-based moisturizer can be really great in the summertime because in a lot of cases, there is not a water problem in the summer for combo mm. skin. Sometimes it can be just cell turnover rate. So if that's the case, I think an oil-based quick absorption, great for pre-makeup. Like that's why I like the Leilani Aloha Ambrosia Morning Elixir. Okay. It's a great option. Okay. Winter. For winter. Yeah. For winter, I have 
the Biosense Squalene Omega Repair Cream. I have personally used this one all winter before because I wanted to try it. I got it got sent to me, so I got to try it out. It was fantastic. First of all, first and foremost, it is EWG verified, so I trust what's in it. That means that it's totally transparent. When I look at the ingredients list, I know I'm getting what I expect, (laughs) which is kind of unusual. That's the whole point of the EWG verification. If you don't know what EWG is, it's an environmental working group and they've created this system called EWG verified that is all about transparency and the ingredients list. It's very much needed in the clean beauty space, very much needed in all beauty. But this particular product is great for um, restoring and supporting the skin's natural moisture barrier, which is a really big problem for this is what you and I worked on in the winter, Cassie, Mm -hmm. is getting that natural moisture barrier strength back up because the dehydrated air breaks that down. So love, love, love that product. It's got a great consistency to it. It's not too thick. Uh, The next one I have on my list is the Beauty Counter Tetrapeptide Supreme Cream. Now, this is kind of a step up in moisture content. It's a little bit thicker, but honestly, the the care that was put into this ingredient formulation is like amazing. It's it's also has the right natural complex in it, but it's got so much occlusive. It's actually probably my favorite product to put on on peel nights when you use the overnight resurfacing peel. Using the Supreme Cream can be fantastic for addressing dehydrated skin. Okay. I like I like this. I, it's so helpful. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's so helpful to have the like differences in the summer and the winter, especially with the moisturizers. Just so you guys are aware, like if you're using Counter Time, which is new from Beauty Counter, I was finding that the Tetrapeptide Supreme Cream or even like even the Biosense would be too much for me personally right now mm-hmm. um, because I just couldn't like I it was too occlusive for my skin even though it's not an occlusive product it was just too right. much for my skin and it was just kind of hanging out and obviously I have cell turnover issues which you and I have talked about with combo yeah. skin and everything but this was a really interesting thing and I and all I had to do is back off of that and change a few other things and I won't go into that because it's kind of a personal experience for me but um that was massively helpful and I thought I okay I have dry skin during the winter so I must have dry skin now so I need to like you know in my mind over moisturize it because that's what helped my skin before like quote unquote over moisturizing it but it was just yeah, enough to contrast I have super dry skin. I still use the Supreme Cream right now. Right. So that's how that's another signal to me that I have just like Well, and it was so confusing to me because and this is what happens for people with combo skin. I was doing something in the spring. I was using that product. I was using all of the counter timeline that that we had gotten as a preview um, in the spring and my skin was amazing. And then early it was. It was early stunning. July hit and it was like like literally a minefield of blemishes. I was just like, what is happening right now? And so, but that's what happens is you have to be cognizant of, okay, like the weather's starting to change. It's time to look at this stuff, like have a bigger picture view of your skin as it's changing throughout the year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I wanted to address some, just some things that you probably are going to need in your arsenal to help when you have those extra moments, because people with combo skin are most likely going to have those some days where it's not a big deal. And other days where they're like, Oh, I need to carry this in my Mm -hmm. purse. (laughs) Um, the beauty counter mattifying powder is fantastic for mattifying the face. It doesn't cause like, it doesn't emphasize every line and texture in the skin where I've had that. No, it's lovely. Yeah, the other mattifying powders, yes, 100%. And I wanted to bring this up because we're in the clean beauty space. There is talc in this mattifying powder, but we know for a fact that Beauty Counter spends a lot of extra time and care to test its talc to make sure it's asbestos-free, which is also really unusual. So you see a lot of these like high-end makeup brands out there, and they're like, well, talc is the only thing that gives the results that we're looking for. And it's like, yeah, no, actually, I kind of agree with you. (laughs) Like talc uh, gives you the better result that you're looking for as far as aesthetically pleasing, but there is this huge amount of responsibility behind that testing to make sure that it is asbestos free and it's an extra cost, hundred percent. It's not, it's not required, but it should be because <laughs> it's a really big problem. And so, uh, I just want people to be aware that that's in there, but it, um, that's part of the reason why the mattifying powder is so amazing. And that's why I love it so much. And that's why it's unusual. Yeah. And the, and the towel it's, it's certified asbestos free, like every single batch 
of these of the talc is tested and then every single batch of the beauty counter product is tested too like the end product so above and yes. beyond um the next product is talc free however this is the 100 percent pure bamboo blur powder tinted is the version that i like from 100 percent pure um i have been really loving this product because it's got this beautiful slip to it and i love having the option of something that's tinted uh, especially as a makeup artist but and if you <clears throat> you can decide whether you care or not like really i've i used the mattifying powder for like years and i loved it and i just tried out this bamboo powder because i wanted to try it out and i love them both i think they're both going to give you great results they i don't find that they um, are occlusive that they stay on the skin I think they're just the right blend for helping somebody get through those oilier moments. And um, they're both purse friendly. They'll stay in your purse, stay closed. I haven't, they haven't popped out of mine and I've brought them around with me for places too. So yeah, I don't only keep that in mind if you're transitioning. I, so I like a glow. I don't need to be like completely mattified, but I do like to mattify my T-zone when I'm during the summer. And uh, I have found that with the beauty counter mattifying powder, I haven't personally tried the 100% pure bamboo blue blue blur powder but I'm going to um but the mattifying powder I don't find I even need to carry that in my purse at all like I just because I've got kind of lightly oily skin it's not kind of out of control and so if I apply it in the morning like I'm good to go until mostly the end of the day it's pretty awesome yeah actually I think that's (laughs) something to bring up you don't have overly shiny skin like ever I never have seen you and been like, whoa, girl, like <laughs> I've never once thought that. you would but have yeah, said that with a lot of well, them. you would have said that a month ago <laughs> before you switched before <laughs> I switched up my routine. So, OK, yep, it was. I, and there I was like, I noticed it because I was like, what is happening right now? Like my skin is oily. My skin's never oily. Like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Like and I think it's really important to say that out loud because I I kind of get shiny. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Sometimes. This is like <laughs> but I don't mind it because I know it's gonna disappear. Like <laughs> this was like oily slick everywhere on my face. And I'm used to just kind of getting like a little shine, like forehead, nose, mm. chin. And it mm-hmm, was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, tell us some things to avoid. Witch hazel. <laughs> not altogether. But not altogether. But I find that this one is really common in people that um have shininess anywhere it's not even that you have to avoid it altogether but you have to be careful that it's not in all of your skincare Mm -hmm. products because um witch hazel can be incredibly drying to the skin and you'll see it in some acne products but in if it's really low on the ingredients list it's probably okay but if it's in the first like 10 ingredients it's it's probably too much because a little bit a little bit can really do a lot with witch hazel so just Avoid it being in more than one product in your product regimen. Uh, also, avoid acne line moisturizers. This sounds kind of like really, is that really that big of a deal? But truth be told, acne moisturizers that are specific for acneic skin is not going to be enough for combo skin, not at any time of the year. Well, it's more about getting the ingredients where they need to go, not less. Well, and don't be fooled by things that say oil-free. Like, you don't need oil-free yes. just because you have combination or no. even if you have acneic skin. Actually, can <clears throat> I clear that up right Do now? it. I need yes. to clear this up. So, the only time that somebody really needs oil-free anything is if they have a very, very specific type of acne that is a certain type of bacterial breakout that feeds off of oil. And that is like the smallest percentage of people, human beings on the planet. It does exist. So again, I'm totally like, go to your doctor, get things tested out, have them look at you. Is this like seborrheic dermatitis? Is this like seborrheic dermatitis? Like that, that. Seborrheic dermatitis. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. In those kind of, those kind of situations where the bacteria is like feeding off the Mm -hmm. oil. Other than that, like, that's not a thing. No. And just because something says. Like, just because something is water-based doesn't mean it doesn't have oils in it. Like, it still has it still yeah. has oils in it. It's just a water-based formula that delivers active ingredients into the skin. Like, that's what water-based is going to do for you, like, in addition to moisture. So, yeah. Yeah. I see. I've learned this all from you. Okay, what else do we avoid? <laughs> the, the last one is, is not exfoliating. Mm-hmm. Back to the paper mache analogy. <laughs> if you're not getting that crusty layer off the top nothing will get through 
and you will just have this oil slick area and then bacteria will find its way in and then the the lipids will just the sebum production will protect it and then it'll get out of control exfoliation is super important for keeping better texture um not giving the bacteria a place to hide and getting rid of it and helping the skin be have a, a firm structure and for having better product mm-hmm. absorption yes so yes Yes, so much yes to this. Yes, exfoliating yes. my skin, particularly with the overnight peel, has changed everything. Yes. Um, okay, frequently asked questions. Um, sometimes I'm flaky in the same places that I'm also oily. WTF? Like, <laughs> WTF? What is happening? Oh, How do I fix it? So, this is really common on the nose with common yes. with skin. Yes, especially in the winter, because there's a certain point where your skin is like, this needs to go. (laughs) This top layer needs to go. But your body's still going to be producing the sebum to protect it because it's in a super dehydrated state. If you're at that point where you have a flaky nose, but you're also shiny or oily, that's like that's like end level status, like DEFCON 5 must exfoliate. (laughs) exfoliate. Yeah, must exfoliate, must oil control temporarily. You know, I talked about using the charcoal bar temporarily in the winter to like control something. That would be it. Um, or the charcoal mask would be great on the nose mm. just to get the layer of that stuff off to be able to get that penetration. That is a classic like product penetration issue. It's not getting where it needs to mm-hmm. go. So, man, the nose is I a understand. tough spot for for us oily yeah. kids or uh, slash yeah, combo kids. Okay. Uh, I break out easily all over my face. Sometimes it is blackheads and sometimes it's small red breakouts. Uh, what gives? Uh, so this is a, a very frustrating, very classic combo skin problem too, is, is they say I break out everywhere. I'm, I break out and then I have to, and they say sometimes it's blackheads, sometimes it's red breakouts. That actually also gives me another clue that they're combo skin because usually when somebody's having this question at me they don't even know what skin type they are because they're confused and everything's frustrating them and they're like I don't even know where to look or yeah um, nothing ever works and so if you're having breakouts and it tends to change location or you get whiteheads sometimes and blackheads that is like a pretty classic product penetration problem again and that this one's hard to tell is it an oil problem like is there too much oil production or is there a cell turnover issue most likely it's both mm. so this is where the overnight resurfacing peel is gonna like kill it for somebody okay okay as long as they have the proper moisturizer and the protect stuff okay so that's most likely what's happening okay so year round i feel out of balance <laughs> sounds familiar i have a (laughs) i have a few weeks uh, a year where i feel balanced but i'm usually frustrated how can i create a plan that helps me feel ready for the seasonal changes do a skincare consult with genevieve (laughs) yeah yeah honestly this is like i am the busiest ever with skin consultations in february march and april because that's when everyone's like what is happening to my face um but that is just an indication of like winter's really tough on the skin and it takes and so because if you're in the state where you feel like you're you want some you want to be ahead of the seasonal changes you want to like have a plan in place Mm -hmm. as soon as your heater turns on in the middle of the day which is like going to be like october november depending on where you live that is going to be your signal to change your skincare. If you can change it when your heater turns on in the day, then you're going to be ahead of it a little bit. And then you don't. And I would do one product at a time. Don't do them all. Just do one product. And at then a time. same when it turns off. Yeah. When it turns off, it's going to be more of like, because <laughs> let's face it, like we're in the Pacific Northwest. It stays on until like June. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's a long time for us, but it's it's a similar process, but it also has to do with oil production for combo skin, like in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, how soon do you see that oil production? So like the transition to winter is usually like a guessing game. You have to be ahead of it because um, there's no real signal. It's more. That's why I was saying the warmth in the house is a good indication. But in the spring is when do you notice you're getting oily sooner in the day? Mm-hmm. Like, do you notice that you're a little slicker like lunchtime? instead of uh, right before dinner that's a good indication to switch gotcha okay last question is for me (laughs) oh bring it 
how do you take care of the blackheads on your nose? So like, this is a really yeah. interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I, I deal with blackheads like on my nose and then like kind of like around my chin, like not on the front mm-hmm. of my chin, but just on the edges. And okay, she's pointing to the edges of her mouth and pulling down to her jawline. Yes, so yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So that's where I tend to get blackheads. And I've definitely noticed a massive improvement in those when I address like, re- you know, like moisture retention, taking on the the barrier of the skin and making sure it's healthy and then also working on cell turnover so these are like all things that Mm -hmm. all of you combo skin buddies of mine deal with (laughs) right so so Mm -hmm. the blackheads like what's a safe way to have them removed when's a good time to have them removed because I know not all the time is a good time to do it and then what's a good Mm -hmm. way to follow up after that so that they don't come back or they're less likely Mm -hmm. to come back or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, well, if we're going for the big guns, go see an esthetician. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Like truth be told, like estheticians, that's their jam, man. Like I will never forget when I first started doing more extractions professionally, like outside of school. And I I had one patient that came to me because it was in a med spa. She was, so she, she was a patient and she literally, had a full face i'm talking jawline to hairline to ears to nose of whiteheads and blackheads and she didn't speak english her husband did a little bit and she he brought her into this um the spa and said she just wants help and i just went all right and we had to create like a custom situation for her because i needed more time and i could only work in sections on her face at a time truth be told go to an esthetician they should be able to clear as much as humanly possible and if you're trying to do it from home it's just gonna take a lot longer mm-hmm. yeah i'm and talking please, about going to an esthetician those, like yeah so you just give them a call you know? and say like what do you do like get a facial done and then also get some extract extractions along with a facial like what's yes yeah so it's typically going to be a specialized so if somebody does um a specialized facial just for you you can say i'm very interested in in extractions for blackheads because extractions for blackheads are very different from pimple extractions Mm. like zits and things like that um they it's a different setup it's a different time frame all that jazz so if you're really specific about what needs to be extracted they can customize it for you there are some places that have like acne facials they call them and say i don't have acne but i need blackhead extraction they'll understand they'll oh, okay i get that some things that you can expect when you're there is that they're going to be steaming your they're cleanse your face they're most likely going to steam your face to soften the skin because the blackheads the biggest problem is there's this cap of that paper mache mm-hmm. skin cells with the oil like I was talking about that has to be softened and then literally they have to go in like when I was doing extractions I had on special glasses with a micro like a microscopic clip mm-hmm. on it that allowed me to see the skin super close up because you kind of the more detail the esthetician can see the better chance that you're going to have a very quick healing response mm-hmm. Um, because they, it can be kind of obtrusive to be extracted <laughs> a lot in one area. Um, they might introduce an oil to your face to soften it as well. That can be another really great softening measure with some facial massage if you don't have any painful breakouts. Um, and then they might use a tool. They might not. It depends on the technique of each esthetician. But um, if you go to an esthetician, then you will have, because if you try to do it yourself, I'm going to have to caveat this. There are blackhead removal tools out there. That is the classic way of turning a blackhead into a zit (laughs) like every time if you are not sanitizing like not not just cleaning i'm talking like sanitizing your material your your little instrument you're probably going to break out every time because you're basically compromising the skin Mm. to a certain degree you're asking the skin to change and it's and a lot of times when there is that compromise and that change is when the bacteria just swoops in, man. And then the oil production picks up because that's what a combo skin does is it goes into protection mode and it creates that perfect bacterial breakout. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you go to an esthetician, they're going to prep your skin properly. They're going to be as careful as humanly possible because they're going to get a better angle and they're going to be able to see your skin better. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be able to extract it carefully and safely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... So as far as maintenance goes, this is actually a really great question. Toner, 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 toner. (laughs) I think toner can be so important for especially noses. 
uh, which is why I do like toners that come in on pads. We have the rejuvenating toner pads that are um, in the last chance section for Beauty Counter. Mm -hmm. I do love them. I do believe there is going to be something similar coming our way. Mm -hmm. We shall see. But for now, um, I really do like some of the toner situations that we have listed above in the prep step for that. Okay, cool. Thank you for the extra help. I know that's like probably a burning question for a lot of people. So yeah, I I totally get that. Because once they're there, it's like, what do you, how do you get out? You know, so this like, man, I feel like we've answered a lot of burning questions in the skin type series. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually really excited. Mm -hmm. Again, let's continue the crescendo to acne and we're going to end it with acne. Um, And so we may have a special guest joining us for that episode. We'll keep you posted. Um, And that is definitely um, pending to come. And we also have a really cool episode coming up on um, retinol and kind of the functions of retinol and what to look for in in your skincare when you're used to like retinol products or you want the effectiveness of retinol, but not, um, but not in, it's, it's hard to find in the clean beauty space. It just is. So I think I'm really excited for that conversation. There's some really interesting science around it that um, I really want to hear about. So I'm excited for Genevieve to school us on that. Um, and our friend Amanda Torres is going to be joining us for that episode. Um, so oh, she's, she's, she's our, stuff. she's our buddy. who's a super science geek. If you, if you guys haven't listened to her episode with, um, Genevieve on, um, facial gua sha massage, like it's a wonderful episode. I highly recommend so it. Fun. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.